0: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chase
1: of Report. Hello and welcome to The Chase of Report for Monday the 25th of October oh, 2021. I thought and you were going to say it was Christmas. Got Gabby and Alex are here and uh, how are you?
2: Oh, hungover.
1: <sighs> yeah, not
3: feeling too great after no, this weekend. No. Oh, really? One.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we've said it before, but everyone mm. keeps... In making plans. Yes. I'm sick of it. Oh. It was fun for literally 24 hours. And then <laughs> I just went, I don't, I can't, I can't keep up with all of these plans.
3: My issue after lockdown is that just like, I haven't gone out for so long. My body's just not ready for it. It's no. not match fit. Or no. either that, or it's been two years of lockdown, so I've just aged two years. Which <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, maybe it's just like we're in that peak moment where we change from a young person to an old person. I think that's probably what
3: it
1: is. Oh. I started, because I had lunch yesterday Ooh. and go off and we started drinking at about like 12
2: oh you, so, had, you and, had lunch lunch and
1: stopped <laughs> drinking at about 3 or 4 Oof. right And so by about five or six, I was just, Mm -hmm. I was hungover already. already. You know that sort of hangover?
2: Yeah, I I had the unfortunate uh, experience recently of going to a wake, which is the peak hangover (laughs) at night experience. Yeah, we started drinking at like 10 a.m. Oh,
1: lovely. Because as
2: you do, you have to in this country to get through funerals. But like, yeah, I got home at about 5.30. I slept Mm. for two hours and I woke up at seven or eight with the worst headache I've ever had in my life. And I felt like shit and I didn't know what day it was too. So you're out of delirium. It's like jet lag. You mm. like wake up and you're like, I don't know where I am. And then the next day I woke up and just felt like I felt the shame and the guilt that you'd normally feel from a regular hangover, yes. but none of the pain. It was kind of great.
3: So wake hangover is a real thing. I, yeah, a, yeah, a wakeover. Is that like why all those gangsters always like pour one out for dead homies to just reduce the amount they drink?
2: Yes.
1: So, but wait a minute. I, I think that you've just hit upon a really good idea, which is you drink early in the day. mm Get your first hangover in because then well, your, your actual then next day hangover isn't as bad. It's I, just mornings uh, Charles, next morning. Yeah,
2: look, I'll say this. It only works if everyone wants to do it. Uh, I feel like if you were to take the wake experience <laughs> and apply it to your actual life, yeah. you'd probably just end up getting a lot of interventions from your family and friends or going, it needs to stop, Charles.
1: Couldn't you just go to other people's wakes anyway? Because there's unlimited not numbers. the
2: wake crashes. You're not riding the wake <laughs> oh. crashes right now. That's such a Vince Vaughn thing to say. What would you do oh. if somebody came up to you and they were like, oh, what were your memories of this person?
1: You just go, he was a great man. And yeah.
2: then, they f- then they tell you it was a woman?
1: And you go, really? <laughs> oh, di- when did he ever change? Oh my
2: God. You can't crash oh. a wake, Charles. Well, okay. I feel like if
3: you're crashing a rake to drink, you're going to be drunk. So it's, it's perfectly believable that you've yes. forgotten. Yeah, the you the just go, ah,
1: oh, no, I'm just here I'm to just... support the bride.
2: I mean, yeah. you know,
1: Look, or, you know, we don't.
3: Practically,
2: whatever. I suppose you can do it. Ethically, I'm not sure you should.
3: Yeah. Well, the government should have thought of that before they made that the
1: only place we could party. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: Fucking hell.
1: <laughs> okay, well, coming up on the show, we're talking to John Delmenico, who has the scoop of the century when it comes to real crime. Plus, we're talking to Julian Vincent from Market Forces. They're an environmental group about uh, how all the big banks do all their greenwashing.
2: But first of all, let's go to Rebecca De Inamuno in the Chaser Newsroom right after this.
3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Scott Morrison has defended his decision not to put Grace Tame on the advisory panel to prevent child sexual abuse. He said he didn't put the Australian of the Year on the panel because he wanted someone with more expertise in making milkshakes. A country which has made abortion illegal and miscarriages a jailable offence has pledged to save Australia from its tyrannical government. The announcement came after Americans discovered that Australians were being made to wear masks in some indoor settings and vowed to invade the nation to free it from its democratically elected government. Scott Morrison has told Joe Biden that the Australian army is ready to back the US forces if they decide to invade Australia. Christian Porter has received a Walkley nomination for Excellence in Investigative Journalism. The judging panel praised his work in exposing the flaws and misjudgments of Christian Porter. That's the latest Chaser News You Can't Trust. I'm Rebecca De Namuno and I'm really, really relieved none of these headlines were about Alec Baldwin.
1: So Dom, I don't know whether you've noticed recently... But do you just get the sense that there's just a huge amount more of greenwashing going on?
4: Yes, I mean I've been pretending to be an environmentalist for months now and
1: (laughs) um, it's really fun. Yeah, I I think it's because there's this big UN climate conference coming up called COP26 in November and it seems like every single bank and insurance company and soap manufacturer wants to tell you how green they are. Mm, I know it's coming up because I really care about that sort of stuff. It's very important to me, I can see what you're doing. Anyway, we've got uh, Julian Vincent uh, who's the uh, Executive Director of Market Forces – uh, on the line there. Hello, Julian. G'day, Charles. Hey, Dom. So, so hang on.
4: If I go to chaser.com.au slash NAB, mm. um, there seems to be a website up there that looks <laughs> like the National Australia Bank, but is actually it's called NOB, N-O-B, <laughs> and it seems not to be so complimentary about the bank that I thought, you know, helped us break up with other banks and I thought was on our side. And I gather that the two of you have been doing a bit of collaborating on a project.
1: Yes, so Julian is the head of this organisation called Market Forces and what they do, well, you, you describe what they do, Julian. Like they sort of investigate sort of the big end of town, like banks and insurance companies and things like that.
5: Yeah, we're, we're an environmental finance campaigning organisation. So we work, we're environmental campaigners, we're environmental activists. Um, a lot of what we do is focused on climate and especially in Australia, a lot of that's about energy and fossil fuels, but we come at it through the lens of finance so we focus on the role that our banks play the insurers play super funds play because basically every single person in the country is going to be connected in one way or another to a fossil fuel company or some of the projects that they're trying to build and what we're trying to do is turn that into a source of power because if Mm. your if your bank is invested in fossil fuels or your super is invested in fossil fuels then you've got a ticket to advocate as well and so So we try to bring people on board that way. Can I just check, given that we've been talking about greenwashing, that you are actually an environmental activist group and not a hedge fund pretending <laughs> Well, and I mean the, we the sure? listeners can't see it, but you can see my background. Come on, surely. Yeah, Would a hedge fund manager sit in a, a dingy little room like this? Just yeah, I can see go. a bank see on the wall checks out.
1: No, so but so the so the hilarious story and the reason why we're doing Julian is because it was like maybe April or May, it was a few months ago. Um NAB Gave a sustainability loan. It was part of a consortium that gave a sustainability loan to the port of Newcastle, which is the largest coal port in the world. Is that that's correct? Isn't it?
5: Yeah, yeah it absolutely. is. It's a sustain, yeah. sustainability-linked loan. That's the terminology, yeah. and I think that's linked one of the sort of pub doing tests a lot you want of work it? Running it, it through yeah. right from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's so they, linked to. It's linked yeah. to them, hopefully the port hopefully doing some positive things um, around environment, around reducing emissions from their own operations at the port. There are some good initiatives in there. So Um, so basically
1: the port is carbon neutral when it gets solar panels on the roof. Is that the idea? So it exports hundreds of billions of dollars worth of coal, but it's it's carbon neutral according yeah. to NAB. So just to be clear, nothing
5: items. about this loan requires the port to reconsider its future or consider a future beyond coal or be financially <laughs> sustainable in an, in an era where we're heading to net zero by 2050, which just means the collapse of thermal coal. No, mm. it's a, it's more about you know get those uh, low low intensity light bulbs mm. in and and get your solar going. Oh, and by the way, if you don't. Don't worry. It's NAB's not going to pull the money back. It probably just impacts the uh, the, the interest rate a little bit. But it's not like mm. if they don't meet these goals, then the money gets withdrawn. Mm. It's just oh, you, yeah. you pay a bit more for the for your for your capital. So Good. it's it's pretty tame. And but but
1: the whole point is that if you then go to the actual NOB's website, their whole thing is how environmental of it. They even have a tab which is about. You know sustainability, and it's all about you know committed to saving the environment and beyond fossil fuels and everything like that. And and we were so sort of we were shocked by how greenwashy this is.
5: Yeah, it's got a gold medal. It won an really?
1: from the Australian for being the top piece of greenwashing.
5: And you're talking you, about you the know, old Australia. You know, you in trouble, they-
1: right? You know Before they reversed the their position last week.
4: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, so, so the point is, so we did that. So instead what we've done, because we can't actually go out and hunt down CEOs at the moment because lockdown, well, you know, up until recently, we decided to sort of just take the piss out of, out of NAB's um, website with our chaser.com.au slash nab Website. Oh, well, there's some great um, videos there that I, I seem to have been voiced by you, Charles,
4: rather than <laughs> a legitimate uh, NAB Im- employee. <laughs> and yeah, look, it doesn't look hugely complimentary, but I, I think you're both forgetting the great work that the major banks are doing in all the people who haven't been able to afford their mortgage during this period uh, and all the houses that have been repossessed and all the businesses that have gone under. They've, I'm sure they've got like weeds growing in them and they're returning to nature as everyone's dreams get cr- crushed <laughs> by the recession. But no, look, it, it is really fascinating because you don't – there is so much spin at the moment. As you're saying, it's the flavour of the month um, to talk about Copenhagen and, and sustainability to the point where it's quite bizarre that the, you know, a large part of the federal government isn't on board and the corporate sector is, is leaving them behind, mm. except what you're revealing is that, well, they're actually not when it comes down to the actions, which mm. even the Queen said, speak louder than words when it comes to this stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and so, Julian, like, it, it's not just NAB, is it? Like, what are some other sort of big pieces of greenwashing in the finance sector?
5: Mate, I mean, the kind of work we do, we see it every day. Uh, you just pull up a company's annual report and you'll see something nice and green and positive. I was looking at Jan Cole's annual report recently, or its website even has its um, fields and cows going across the field and you know, I think there's a couple of blokes there and you just, if you put a thought bubble on there, it must be like, you know, we could, Totally big the crap out of this place and and build a mine here, but it's not <laughs> what you see. There's there's Sumitomo Corp in Japan who we're actually battling with at the moment over coal power stations they're trying to build in Asia, and you look at their ESG report, it's some esoteric thing with a picture of a compass on top of a, a, mossy bit of wood and things like that. It's just. So it's clipper. It's nonsense. Totally. So clipper. the,
4: the yeah. major commitment being made by big companies to the environment is, 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 is pretty clipper. Yeah. So if you look <laughs> at the
5: emissions trajectory we need to go on, how it's being met at the moment is, you know, probably, you know, a few percent meaningful reductions, a little bit through efficiency. And then there's this huge wedge of marketing that makes us feel like it's been taken down to where it needs to go. And, you know, that's what this, this uh, NAB or this NOB uh, campaigns all that's a bit more truth washing and greenwashing and trying to actually get the reality out so we can address the the gap.
1: And, and so, it, and what, so, what's the strategy? Like, how do you then? Is it just to shame them into being better, or like, what's the actual?
5: And does it work? It's more than just shame. I think that plays a role for sure because it's about reputational risk for the banks. That's really hard to measure, which is great for us, but. At the same time, I mentioned that every every Australian has got a connection to either one of the banks or a super fund and their customers and they can walk and take their money elsewhere, so that's a risk as well. Um, these institutions employ tens of thousands of people to the, and many of these tens of thousands of people will want to feel better about where they work as well. So we've done a lot of work engaging with staff of the banks, staff of super funds, staff of insurers who campaign internally. So there's a whole load of avenues you can, you can use because when you've got a population that is – totally on board with the idea of doing a hell of a lot more on climate change than we are it's no surprise when you see them turn up as employees of these institutions mm-hmm. and and that's a source of power
1: and 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 have you had any successes like is there anything that you've done in the past that sort of you can point to to say this this works
5: yeah absolutely i mean look at the the the, the fact that you've got the Adani project, about a decade behind where it wants to be. There's 103 companies or something like that that, is, that they won't work with or finance that project. That that particular project has probably led to a couple of dozen of financial institutions saying we're not going to finance any new coal. You've got three out of the big four banks saying they're going to be out of thermal coal by 2030. There's a whole lot of steps being taken. Mm-hmm. No one's going to pretend that it's enough. Certainly no one on this this conversation. Um, The banks might, but... It's progress, and that's progress that's come about because people have used the power that they've got. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's great. We don't have to wait for... We, we want politicians to act, and we, we should be working to make sure they they act as much as possible. But in the absence of that, we're not we're not screwed. There's something we can do. Um, we make decisions every single day, and it's a matter of, I think, being able to push back through campaigns like this and just point out that Greenwich does exist. It is everywhere, and we can all be a little bit more critical about the kind of material that gets shoved in our faces by companies every day. But on the bright
4: side, it does show the demand, doesn't it? I mean, they wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't a reputational benefit to be at least appearing green. And it's really interesting that you're focusing on employees as a pressure point because we've seen that work. Um, I'm just thinking of Netflix with its response to the Mm. Dave Chappelle Mm. um, dramas of the past few weeks. It's really been the employees who've put the pressure on and said, no, um, this isn't okay. I mean, customers too, perhaps, but... It's really interesting. People want to work for a company that seems ethical these days, rather than just going, "Yeah, look, it's a bit evil, but it pays the mortgage." And so maybe that's uh, an optimistic path forward.
5: Yeah, we had the same result with um, GHD, an engineering company here in Australia, where, which was connected to the Adani project, and it was really the staff body that you know you're talking about engineers. They don't that they, they want to work on forward-looking projects, innovative, creative projects, especially ones who are coming out of uni now. Um, they don't necessarily work on, a, work on a great big dirty coal mine that's going to open up a new coal base. And a lot of them actually have you know, solid environmental values and they got their company to pull out of this project. It's really effective.
1: So, but what would you say to people who say, well, hang on, you just sort of, you just, by knocking these projects, you're basically destroying a whole lot of jobs for people.
5: Certainly, in the clip art industry, it would appear. <laughs> oh no, we're not going to we're not going to run out of the clip art industry, surely. Um, <laughs> I think, we, if anything, we've probably created a load of jobs in the clip art industry because of the work we've done and the the, the pushback by the banks to, to to market rather than act properly. like um, you know, I think, like yeah, I think everyone who... everyone we we all know that there's there's so many more jobs to be created in an economy where we actually transition and build up renewables. And one of the things that frankly pisses me right off about where we are with the the federal government at the moment is. They want to attack organisations like us. They want to attack the banks for the, even the meagre actions they've taken so far, whereas if we're going to have a global net zero by 2050 outcome, that's that's other countries who we're trying to sell coal to saying, no, we don't want it anymore. And if it's instead of instead of MPs going into back for their communities, be mm-hmm. it a coal community or a gas community, saying, hey, look, the, it, it's been fun while it lasted, but the party's going to end soon. We need to prepare for this they're denying it and they're they're pulling the wool over the eyes of their constituents uh, and just creating division.
4: Well, look, it's a great website. I love the look of it, chaser.com.au slash NAB. And it's been inspiring to see the work you've done together. I'm off to go and take photos of children running through grassy fields with sunlight so I can sell them to the banks.
5: Thanks heaps, guys. Really good to work with you on the campaign too. Loads of fun. That
1: was uh, Julian Vincent, who is the Executive Director of Market Forces. And if you want to know more about them,
4: marketforces.org.au.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition
2: skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.
1: Now, while we were on our short break a couple of weeks ago... Yeah. Oh, it was lovely. Apparently, there was this huge story that broke in the US. And we've got John Delmonico, who's a writer for The Chaser,
6: on the line.
1: John, what is the story?
6: So we missed one of the biggest developments, possibly in a long time when it comes to crime, where Fox News ran the exclusive story that a group online called The Case Breakers found the Zodiac Killer. Oh my goodness, that's huge news. So is Ted Cruz... um... Going to jail? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because Ted Cruz apparently isn't a Zodiac killer, allegedly, according to this this group. So there are multiple
3: people. It was like a group of people
6: doing the killings.
2: Well, yeah, I suppose Zodiac would imply more than one, maybe 12, actually.
6: (laughs) Well, the guy that they claim it is is called Gary Paste... (laughs) Gary.
1: No wonder he wanted to change his name to Zodiac Killer.
6: (laughs) And he's a former Air Force engineer. So I've got a clip here from Fox News where they explain the amazing evidence that was found.
5: Casebreakers head Tom Colbert, who ID'd hijacker D.B. Cooper, says he's confident they've nailed the Zodiac.
4: My FBI guys say it's irrefutable. It's a match. We also have six people that he's confessed to that he was the Zodiac. Three of them on our court affidavits. So we strongly feel that. And then, of course, one of the murder scenes in Riverside. We have counted six different similarities to the Zodiac at the murder scene. Colbert wants the Riverside Police
5: Department in California to test DNA. They have not responded to our request for comment.
1: Ooh, okay, so that sounds pretty open and shut case.
6: Yeah, irrefutable evidence. Mm. Mm. Around the world, this has been a big story for the last two weeks, with places like even the ABC recently ran a story that is almost exactly the same as the Fox News story, which would imply that it's 100% correct. But sadly, there is some naysayers who have poked holes in the evidence that was given out. Oh, yeah. They're called the FBI and the... (laughs) Police from the area.
2: Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard of them.
6: <laughs> uh, do they have a podcast?
2: Yeah, what, what podcasts do they
6: have? Uh, they don't seem to have a podcast, because rudely they put out these written statements about the situation. Also, on the day that the Fox News cast came out, but weirdly these haven't been quoted in a lot of the news articles about it. So the FBI said it's not going to affect their investigation, and the investigation is still ongoing. But the exact quote from the person who was representing the police station said, Is there a chance that Gary Pace killed Cherry Joe Bates? No. <laughs> right, okay. Wait, so Gary so, Pace
3: is a real man. They've just doxxed this person.
6: Well, he's someone who has in the past claimed to be the Zoniac killer. What does Gary have to say about this? Is he-, he's, he has passed away.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, that's- but- so he's a victim of the Zodiac Killer. They got <laughs> it the wrong way around.
6: I read through the entire document that the group put online and I thought I would give you guys the evidence to see if you come up with the same opinion as these naysayers at the FBI. Oh, okay. Righto. yeah, yeah. So there is one issue I found already where in the clip the guy said that there was um, six similarities between the case. Yep, yep, There was only four that they listed. So he miscounted his own document. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. But I've got the similarities here. Two of them involve a watch. A watch band was found at the scene that potentially could have been bought at a military base. There's no proof that it was bought at a military base. Right. But theoretically, it could have been. Yeah. Was was it a
2: particularly like military watch band? Like, I can't really... Like, I feel like most male watch bands are like, brown and leather and that's how you know
3: i assumed in america everyone's looking for tactical gear like that's kind of how you sell stuff to men regardless yeah of whether they're involved in the military it's
2: got camouflage so it must be from the army
3: <laughs> what, I, what i'm confused about though if it's a military gear watch why did it come off at a murder scene like i feel like that's the last <laughs> thing to leave your wrist <laughs> like special high-tech watch whoopsie <laughs> <laughs>
6: Well, the other giveaway about the watch that definitely means it might be him, is that there was paint on the watch, and after his military career, he became a painter. Ah! And no point, wow,
2: get out! Get out!
6: Slam dunk! At no point does it say when he started becoming a painter. It just said at some point in his life, he was a painter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty That's pretty strong evidence,
1: John. I, I know I to sort of air of scepticism about you, but I think you should keep an open mind.
6: Well, there's another one, which was that a size 10 boot print was found, and he could have possibly owned boots and yes. he had a size 10 foot. That is totally oh. true.
3: Gary does sound like a boot man. Yeah.
6: The last piece of evidence for this one set of evidence mm. is that there was brown hair found at the crime scene and he had brown hair. Yes. Yes. Oh, my Whoa. God. Well, there you go. But then there is other strong evidence that's been going around. So one is a facial scar that in the document they refer to multiple times is the way that he got it, but each time they say a different thing. Like one time they say he had brain surgery, oh, and the yeah. time they said he had a car crash. And Co- it's from-
1: yeah, because the Zodiac Killer famously had some scar, doesn't it?
6: Well, I was looking. In one of the police sketches and not in the other ones, Yeah, he has what could be considered a scar or it could be a badly drawn wrinkle. Because in the other ones, he has wrinkles. So it could have been that they defined the line too much. Yes. And does Gary have any wrinkles? Because that's pretty (laughs) strong proof. Yeah, I think most people who are alive during the 60s also have wrinkles.
2: <laughs> Look, here's the thing I'll say. Despite the fact that everyone seems to think this Gary character is a Zodiac Killer, they're overlooking the fact that somebody who calls themselves the Zodiac Killer is very clearly a middle-aged white woman. Yeah. There's no way it's a man. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Yeah. Like, I could have gone with the Leo Killer, but that really narrows it down a bit too yeah. much. So I just went with the general scope.
1: So, so John, it's not good enough to just come out here and... cut, You know, these people who've done a whole lot of work, constructed a theory, and you just, you know, smash it down with evidence. Who do you think the Zodiac Killer is? Like, you you, you Mm -hmm. can't just... Say, oh, it's not that person because all the evidence proves that it's well, not that person.
6: You've got to then... Yeah, we need, some, an alternative. we need some spice, John. There, are, there have actually been people that have pointed out that every piece of evidence that they've brought up could also be linked to the actual prime suspect of the case. Oh. And the prime suspect also looks like the poster. Ted Cruz. Ted oh. Cruz. <laughs> I'm also holding out hope that it is Ted Cruz, just because I want to see him try to... Like, do you reckon he'll go to Mexico again, or do you reckon he'll go... Like further away. Do
3: you reckon he'll kill again?
1: (laughs) Isn't the point that no wonder Fox News ran so hard with this story because Mm. they were trying to deflect attention away from Ted Cruz who they like because he's Mm. this Republican senator. Mm
6: -hmm. Well, my favourite thing about the full broadcast that I couldn't use in the clip because it it was a very visual thing was that at the end of the segment, one of the hosts turns to another one and says, wow, they've got him. This is an amazing story. What big news. And the the other host goes, yeah, sure and rolled his eyes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's the Zodiac
6: Killer. Yeah. <laughs> so he like, clearly didn't believe the things that they were saying in their own broadcast. I love it. You get
1: used to that a lot at Fox News. Though, <laughs> Before we go, I just want to tell you about my kitchen renovation and how it's going. <sighs> I'm not a fan. Okay. I, I know. You, you hate me because I have a kitchen and you know not everyone. Yeah, that's why. You know, you're, you're just one of these Gen Z people who
2: I don't need a kitchen. Can't
1: afford a kitchen.
3: Yeah, by any- the
2: time I'm 40, I'll be absorbing my food through the air.
3: But even if if you have your own kitchen, renovating is just so extravagant, like yeah. when we were at your house on Friday, yeah. your neighbor was doing renovations. this just a little payback scheme? You're just both trying to drill
1: each other out of the building, yeah, yeah, well, so we we did a relatively minor renovation, but it did involve getting rid of our stove and and I thought. Well, why don't I put in one of those environmental stoves that Craig keeps on going on about? You know, the induction <laughs> stovetop things? Yeah. Oh, we, had, we had gas, which was really easy and worked, right?
2: <laughs> don't I use electricity?
1: And we just, <laughs> No, no, but the electricity can then come from solar or batteries. or Oh, you know, I
2: see. Oh, so when you yeah, can actually skis. build renewable yeah. energy on your house, right. Yep. So
1: then, so I have been through four stovetops. None of them have worked. Oof. Five electricians have come out and looked at it and confirmed that it's all working properly, but it doesn't work. And and it, the last stove to arrive from the company itself, like from the actual manufacturer, wasn't even – like it wasn't just the wrong model. It was a fucking gas stove.
2: <laughs> but you got it for the price and electric one. No, but
1: like they're like – thousands of dollars these fucking induction ones whereas the guest (laughs) ones like a couple of hundred bucks it like it was the most extravagant thing that we've done for our kitchen is put this induction thing and the whole point was to save the environment and I am I'm (laughs) going to tell everyone who's listening do not try and save the environment
2: have you tried turning it off and on again Charles?
1: Oh, really?
2: Well, I just sometimes, I just feel like a lot of my electrical problems can be solved by a massive slap, you know? Yeah, Have you tried just giving it a bit of a whack?
1: Oh, right. So you, what countertop? you're saying is that the five electricians who all say it's dead, they're yeah.
2: wrong. Well,
3: yeah. they,
1: said, they said it worked.
2: Yeah, well, they, they, they all said it worked. No, they said, like,
3: you know it I should work, but well, it doesn't work. Are you sure you don't have the wrong pots? I feel like induction... <laughs> no, indu- no it's <laughs> true. This is yeah, a serious yeah. answer. Induction yeah. only works with no. specific pots. Because
1: I got the company on the line, they said, do you have the right pot? You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. your pot that doesn't work. But okay,
2: hold on. No, I refute this out of hand now. Okay, so to make the induction pots, how environmental is that?
1: Oh, shut up, Gabby. <laughs> so
2: you've gone with the environmental stuff that you then have to buy a separate set of pots for.
1: Our gear is from Rode Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network.
2: But not the environmental network, apparently.
1: No, we're not. Just get rid of the environment. I yeah. just think, <laughs> I think it's all rubbish.
2: Craig, he doesn't mean it. I do. He doesn't mean it. I craves. do. Go no, back to craves. gas. I'm no. going to get
1: a. I'm going to get a coal stove. <laughs> uh, and l- remember to leave us a five star review on iTunes and subscribe to us in your app. We, we, I see all the stats. I get the stats about this podcast, and oh. everyone doesn't subscribe. People listen to it, but they don't follow us.
2: What the fuck? It could have nothing to do with the aggressive you. tone you're taking.
1: Fuck you and your fucking stove. Fucking see ya.